episode 80. Wow. Um, I can't believe it's been 10 episodes since Princess Rima. 10 episodes really have flown since then. My guest tonight is the Jeddah native, Haya Sawan. She's an entrepreneur, mother of two, mashallah. She's the eldest of three children. Today, Haya runs one of the leading female gyms in Saudi Arabia called She Fit. Haya, welcome to the Mo Show podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Why is it that I get the vibe that you do a little bit of so many things in your life? Like, it's not just the gym. You want more. Um, you know what? Usually, I get really stuck when someone asks me, so what do you do? <laughs> I, I hate that question because I really don't know from where to start. Okay, I feel like there are so many things and I end up explaining a lot. Um, but yes, I do like to do so many things. Um, I like to create and um, explore and take on opportunities. Um, and so when opportunities present themselves, I, I go for it. And uh, sometimes it just materializes into something new, a new venture. Um, so yeah, um, she fit and my page. Um, and uh, and I did try this, uh, the restaurant uh, business as well. Tough, they say, the restaurant business. Yes, very much, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. I like to create. And I don't believe that there's no time. There's always time. If you manage your time right, um, if you start your day early, um, you always have time. What time are you up? 4.45. Come on. Yes. 4.45? Yeah. It's probably the best thing I did in my life. How long have you been doing this for? Um, so I started, uh, I would say, a year and a half ago. Started reading the 5 a.m. club. Mm. Um, it started off being 6 a.m. because I thought this was the max I can do, right? Um, and then two months or three months ago, I started running and I started taking, well, I always run, but I started taking running a bit more seriously. And so I run, I start running at 5.30 a.m. with me and uh, my running buddies and my support system, Mohammed and Ojain. Um, We run almost every morning at 5.30 a.m. You get in the running, you start your day with movement, you finish around 6.30 and then you start your day. I basically go back to drop off and, you know, just carry on with my day. I believe there's so much that you can do once you start um, going to bed early and waking up early. I believe like this is the key to a lot of, oh, it opens up a lot of doors. It, it creates a lot, of, a lot of space for you. Um, and it's just that first hour of the day that is the most productive hour. We take it for granted. We really do. Um, that first hour of uh, just giving yourself so much in terms of movement and meditation and journaling, it fuels you, makes you start your day fresh. And then the way you deal with the rest of your day becomes completely different. You know, you look at things differently. You carry on with your day differently. Your energy becomes so different. So, yeah, that's probably the best thing I've done. The saying, when the morning, when the day comes to mind. 100%. Um, do you look at it as me hour where nobody can interfere? This is an hour for you to do whatever on earth you want to do with it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's almost like impossible to have anyone ruin your day. Yeah. It starts with endorphins, but like then, then what? Are you just constantly in a better mood throughout the day, do you feel? 
Well, you are in a better mood throughout the day, but I'm, I, I'll be very realistic here. There are things that happen throughout the day, but you just deal with things differently, okay. right? It just, it's, it's about that running is not just about the movement. And that's something that I've learned recently. Um, if I may take you through the story of how this all started, I've always run, always liked running. My, my max was around 7K. That was like my normal from 5 to 7K. I would get in the movement and that's it. Um, in December, when uh, the half marathon was held here in Jeddah, I decided I'm going for the 10K. Just going to take it easy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to challenge myself, but not too much. So I went for the 10K. And then I remember the feeling after that. Um, at, by, at the time, I didn't, I wasn't wearing a watch. I wasn't really tracking my pace. I wasn't really tracking the time. I didn't know, I couldn't see the finish line. So I was just, I just kept going. You know, I was just running and I kept going. And I remember we started, it was a, a big group of people. And then towards the end, I would see like maybe five in front of me. And I'm like, hmm, this is actually a got a good pace. You know, I might finish with it, you know, like at the, you know, top 10 maybe. And so I kept going and I remember I checked my my ranking and I think I was 16 out of 105. I finished in less, I, I think sure. it was 53 minutes for the 10K. And I felt, hmm, you know what? I actually feel so good and I want to take running seriously. And um, and then I spoke to Lejain Muhammad. At the time, I only knew them like, hi, bye, you know, just. And I remember I told them, you know, you guys, if you're training for this seriously and you're taking it um, serious and you want to be consistent, let's let's do this together. I mean, why not? And they said, okay, yalla, let's do it. And we started running three times a week together. Um, and that was just a journey on its own. That started in December. And just in February uh, 11th, just now, um, we finished a marathon, a full marathon, 42K in five hours. It was uh, just an incredible experience. For me, it was it was just crazy because just witnessing that you feel like you've accomplished so much in a short time and you see your progress, you can actually witness it. You can actually see from where you started and what you have, where you have reached. Um, and then just having them as a part of the journey, it almost, every time I remember, I, I tell them, I, I, I speak about this a lot with them. I tell them sometimes, when you just live and, and have just pure intentions, you'll find your people. I've noticed that it was so effortless with them, right? I just, we run together. We have just such a close bond because, you know, when you're running such long distances towards the end, the people that are, that are running with you are the, your people push you. They are there for you. They talk you through it. Um, it, it becomes such a mental game, right? Um, so yeah, it's a, this this journey has been amazing. I don't know how it started, but yeah. You said you started in December running? Started, yeah, no, not running in general, but training and taking it seriously and building up that mileage. This December? Just December. Three months ago? Yeah. And then you 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 ran a marathon in just three months of training? Right. It's not even three months. It's like two months. Yeah. If you ran in the beginning of February. Right. But because you're an athlete, so it's probably easier for you than, than yes. those who are the, the non-athletes. Yeah, Very no. impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Amazing. And these are the two who are part of your 445 AM club. They are. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a club I would love to be a part of. And uh, we I would love to have you. Do, honestly, <laughs> I've been dreaming of starting my day because you know, win the morning, win the day. I just like my trainer put it in my head. But it's all about sleeping at the right time. Yeah, like, it's nine twenty-three right now on a normal weeknight. You're probably getting ready for bed at this time. Yep, I go to bed around nine thirty, ten thirty max. Yeah, and you always, I, I, I also hear of nothing productive happens after 9 p.m. You're not missing out on, on anything. But yet I find myself up till 1 a.m. for no reason. Right. Um, waking up early and getting, you know, going out there for a run or a bike ride is a dream that many people, I think, you know, are, are, are striving to want to accomplish. And I'm, and I'm one of them. And mashallah, just the fact that you're there is inspiring to me listening to your story. Thank you. I also think it's a matter of prioritizing. True um, and discipline. Yes. Yeah. So discipline and prioritizing. And I feel like a lot of people want to do it all. They mm. want it all, right? Let's not, let, I mean, you can't, you can't really do everything, but you can prioritize. I am sure if you sit and just look at your day closely, you'll feel like you're spending so much time on things that are really doesn't matter. You know, things that don't matter. Like Twitter. Like Twitter, like um binge watching a show or uh, just sitting there scrolling on your phone um you seen white lotus no i haven't <laughs> it's like any gathering i go to it's like have you seen white lotus why can't you ask me if i read this book instead right. or how many times did i work out last week right or when's your next marathon <laughs> <laughs> yes but that's like the small talk is have you seen white lotus yeah. I'm like, yes, I have. And I did research how much that hotel costs. And it's way too expensive right now because everyone watched the damn show. Moving on. Maybe I should watch it now. <laughs> Beautiful part of Italy, honestly, Sicily. But anyway, I'm not going to tell you to watch it. You watch it if you want to watch it. <laughs> you grew up in a, in a household with three. You were the eldest. Yes. A sister and a brother. What was it like being uh, the eldest in the family? Okay, so it's me and then my sister. We're five years apart. And then uh, my sister and my brother also five, five years apart. So me and my brother, 10 years apart. Um, it was almost like a no-brainer that I would be doing exactly the same thing that my father does. He's an architect and I would either get into interior design or ar architecture. Um, I remember on Fridays, my father would take us to the site so we would do lunch and then we'd go to the site. I probably, probably knew how to read the floor plan since I was seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, it, and sketching. And there was always that sketching. And I would try to sketch like him and show him. So it was, it was almost, we had that bond, right? And it was just expected. Um, and then there was also that expectation in terms of like my grades and, and my studying, although I was very studious. But um, yeah. I just feel like that they were more strict on me. Mm. It's a, it's a first child syndrome. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Did that mold you? One hundred percent. I am so thankful for that. I have, uh, I would say, I have drive and discipline um, a lot because of that. Um, and I, um, I can take on a res responsibility ever since I was young. Running a company, uh, a gym, I mean, I see as a company, you're dealing with, with, with human beings, you're dealing yeah. with numbers, you're dealing with a lot. It's not for anyone. 
No. It requires a strong person to to lead that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, running Shifit or starting Shifit was a dream for me. I started um, I started training in the backyard before female gyms or getting a female gym license was available. So that was in, back in 2013. Um, and I used to really enjoy it. I trained teens. I trained, I trained women in their 60s, early 70s. I trained pregnant women, prenatal, postpartum. I've seen women coming in with their kids because they don't have a place to, to keep or they feel guilty leaving their kids at home. So I just wanted to create that space for all women, all fitness levels, to just come and move. And it was really inspiring to see how eager women are to create change and be better. And so when, let's fast forward, in 2017, when uh, the licensing was available, I thought about it seriously. And okay, let's create a space. Licensing for female gyms? For female gyms, yes. Um, I thought, okay, uh, let's create a space. And there is, there is demand. I saw the demand. Um, and I wanted to create something bigger and offer something better. And in uh, right before COVID, in 2019, um, I opened Chiefit. Now, running a gym, the way I see Chiefit, I don't see it as just another facility, right? I see it as creating a community. Um, I see it as creating a space that is not intimidating, that is more welcoming for anyone to join. Um, and I've heard it and seen it a lot where women are intimidated to join certain places because they have to look a certain way or be at a certain fitness level. And that's really what I didn't want. I wanted to welcome everyone. You know, it's okay. Even if you have never moved before or you've never done one sit-up, that's okay. You can come here. You, know, you can come here. Okay. That's why we're here. Um, we'll take you through the journey one step at a time. Um, and that was basically the the purpose of the space. And I'm so I'm so thankful that most of our trainers share the same goal, share the same purpose. They like to see the progress. They like to take you one step uh, towards your goal. Um, so yeah. Can you think of a as an individual who has come through your doors that was something when she came and who has blossomed into something else today? Yeah, two actually. Really? I'll never forget them. One of them was uh one of my one of my clients who started coming into the the boot camp. I remember she came to drop off her her daughter and then she took a seat and just watched as we went through the class. And then after the class ended, she um she pulled me aside and said, "Um this is this looks really exciting. I I want to try, but I know it's too late." And I'll never forget this because she just completely judged that it's just too late, you know. And I said, first, you know, just don't ever say that it's too late because it's never too late. You know, you can start anywhere at any time. And uh, and I said, try one class. What's the worst that can happen? Try it. You like it? Amazing. You feel like it's too much? You tried. I just want to I just want people to understand that 
they should give it a try because regret, you know, you don't want to regret something. You don't want to regret what if I haven't tried. What if I didn't give myself that chance? You know, you owe it to yourself. Just give it a try. You always hear that that's the most painful thing for a person to go through, the pain of regret. Absolutely. Not the pain of of busting your ass in the gym. 100%. pain of regret. Yes. Yes. You don't want to regret it. Um, So she did, actually. She came the next class. She joined the same class that her daughter did. No way. And she's been a client ever since, until today. And and has she changed like as a as a person from like yes. the early days until now yes i mean confidence right off the bat confidence yeah. i feel like she she's 10 years younger she she goes into she attends all sorts of classes all sorts of classes um like weights and and the bar and everything box jumps everything mm-hmm. you know um i hate box jumps <laughs> i love box jumps <laughs> and uh yeah i mean i feel i feel like she's so proud of herself her daughter, her daughter is so proud of her. Um, New life. Yeah, absolutely. You just feel good about yourself, and anything that you can do to make you feel good about yourself in a healthy way, yeah, is 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 a good day. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. When we spoke uh, on the phone, you said that you never studied abroad. All your schooling was done in Saudi. I know we hopped quickly to your profession, um, but having lived here throughout your whole life, did you feel at all that? You missed out on anything not living abroad? Did you want to, but you couldn't? Can you just chime? Yeah, so for the longest time, that was a what if feeling for me. It was a heavy feeling, okay? What if I live abroad? What if I lived abroad? What would that experience be like? Would I be the same person? Would I have more confidence? Would I have a better story when I talk about my background, my education, where I've lived, what I've done. It was it was a what if for a very long time. I carried it with me heavily for a very long time. Really? And as simple as it sounds, for me, it was really heavy, you know, and I questioned that a lot. Um, but also, I truly believe that this feeling was the reason why I took on so many opportunities. I jumped on so many opportunities just for the sake of creating experience. I, I, nev- I never studied abroad, never lived abroad. Maybe I don't have as much experience then, but let's see what I can create now, right? So may- that was basically the reason why I explored so many different uh, opportunities. Uh, in different fields, took on a lot of challenges. Um, so it it was my drive. And uh, I'm so thankful for it, to be very honest. And I'm so thankful that it's no longer a heavy feeling. Yeah. 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 Uh, what made you say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to get into the fitness industry because they have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, stark difference. But you put your foot down and said, Enough of this, I'm going to go here. Right. So it started, um, um, I got into fitness and then I got really heavily into fitness in terms of me, my my lifestyle. I started taking it so seriously. Um, and then when I was pregnant with my son, um, that was when I wanted to explore fitness as, you know, professionally. You know, I wanted to get um, my certification and then I did, 
And afterwards, I started the boot camp. My son was, I think, five months. Uh, and I started my page on Instagram. I started my page on Instagram, actually, when I was pregnant. And it was called Pregnant and Fit. <laughs> because... It's crazy how things evolve. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because I was just sharing my experience and my journey uh, of a pregnant uh, woman pregnant. trying to keep moving um, and motivating myself first, motivating other women. Um, and and basically that's um, that's how it started. But I really found myself. Just gonna ask you that question. I really did. Found you find it. yourself? Yeah. I mean, I felt I feel good. I feel alive when I do this. I don't feel like it's work. You know, I love it. And um, that's when you know, by the way. Yeah. And I remember I got so many comments here and there from people around me I, f- I think they were a bit scared to judge or say something but I would hear like haram like did I see handasa? you know like you you did interior design and like you used to take projects and now what you're gonna leave that you saw it as a downgrade yeah oh absolutely absolutely it was seen as a downgrade absolutely um and at the time I also was it, it's it's nice how you said like yeah, I put my foot down, but I really at the time I didn't really have that strength. It wasn't really like putting my foot down, but I was like going around it. I was just uh, yeah, but I just had a baby and I'm I'm just doing this on the side and I'm taking a break and I'm just focusing into fitness because it's more um, it it works with my time and then maybe I'll go back into it. But I just felt like I never really got back into it. I I just found myself in fitness and I wanted to explore more. You know, and honestly, at the time, I didn't know that we're going to reach a a point where sports, the sports industry is this big, mashallah, in Saudi now. Um, So it it was a it was a bit uncertain. Right. But I just wanted to take it because I I felt alive. You know, it's just I found myself there. Yeah. 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 I love how real you were about owning that. No, I didn't put my foot down. I actually was almost. You know, tiptoeing around, should I yeah. peek around what's behind this drape? You know, what's uh, yeah. because the easiest thing now to, to, to say is that, yes, you know, I said this isn't for me. And, you know, that would have made you look so much better. But I love how real you were in saying, no, I wasn't as assertive as you, you're you making me come off as. But I was eventually I realized that it was for me. If someone was to ask you, well, I'm asking you, um, <laughs> are you an introvert or an extrovert? What would you say? Definitely an introvert. Introvert? A hundred percent. How does an introvert lead a boot camp? It was scary. It was really scary. I had a mic and I had to yell. No, wait. I didn't yell. I don't like yelling in training. (laughs) But I had to put that energy out there, you know. You can do it. Let's go. Um, But yeah, I am definitely an introvert. Was it tough for you to to get a class going? Absolutely. Out of your comfort zone? Absolutely. So many things were out of my comfort zone. Just having a full class, just getting into the boot camp, meeting all those people, um, going on TV, doing interviews, um, starting the Instagram account or like I started, well, social media in general. It was all out of my comfort zone. It was all, should I, should I not? Am I doing this right? Filming something a million times before. I'm like, okay, that's the one I'm posting. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's true. You know when your page blew up? When you started doing the cards, the flashcards? 
yeah that resonated with people big time and i remember it because my sister sent it to me of societal expectations yep. are you going to get married okay when are you going to get a kid you got a kid you're going to get a second one you got a second one when are you going to it's like the cycle never yep. ends right. it resonated with me and you know i'm not a woman but like i got a chance to see what women have to go through in our society absolutely and that went viral was that your idea it was Mashallah, what, what just going through life experiences made you come up with that? So I want to say starting from COVID, the lockdown, that period of time, I did so much self-reflecting. It was a lot of time with me, okay, and what I am and what I want to do and lots of journaling and lots of reading. Lots of self-discovery. Um, and so I remember I started journaling. I started writing. And I have it on my notes and my phone. And it was just one of those days where I, my journaling was basically the lines, what about, one after the other. or mabruk and then after um baby or and then are you breastfeeding or not since when is it anyone's business i'm going to put it up actually right now as you were talking about it i'm going to so so people who haven't seen it can see it since when is it anyone's business since when is it anyone's business and then why would you ask, when are you getting married? How would anyone know? Right? And why is it the end all and be all? Why is it seen as a sign of, oh, you didn't get married? Oh, well, hopefully one day. It's yeah. not the lottery. No. It's about to drop an F-bomb. <laughs> it's not the lottery, really. Right. Like, I know people who are single who are happier than those who are married. Absolutely. And and until people can just get it through their heads that marriage does not mean happily ever after. Right. Um, sorry, it just bothers me. No, not at all. Not sorry. Um, it was just, I, I, I felt like, you know what? I wrote this all down and I felt like it's a never ending cycle. And it's never enough. What is it more that is expected? What is it more that you need to do? I put it on paper, I filmed it, I remember filming it, I posted it, and bam, over 5 million views. 5 million views? Yeah. yeah. On Instagram? On Instagram. That shit went viral. That, <laughs> That's yeah. as viral as it viral. gets. I really appreciate all the men who reposted it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, that. There were a lot of men who reposted it. I mean, bravo. Yeah. 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 Because they know they have sisters. They yeah. know what the, what these sisters the sisters go through. Yeah. And it ended with saying, you're enough and your effort is enough. And it was just Well done. Yeah. By the you. way, to put that on paper and to do it in a very interactive way that spoke to people in. Yeah. Something about reading. You know that guy dude with sign? Yeah. One of the reasons why, like he said, whatever, fifteen million. There's something that's catchy about reading it. Right. Which could be more effective than just than just saying it. Yeah. For even your, your I mean, hey, the execution was was really, really phenomenal. Five million views. I can't get over that. That's 
Right. Well deserved. You know, Thank and, you. And, and yeah, I'm glad five million people saw it. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully that could be the spark for change to get out of people's business. Uh, next question. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you briefly mentioned self-discovery and it's something that uh, I, I said that I want to, you know, delve in a little bit deeper to. Mm. Um, can you talk me through the journey of your self-discovery mm. that has, you know, led you to maybe not not needing to seek validation from others and to get it from within? Yeah. So self-discovery is a journey. It's a long journey. It's um, educating yourself. It's learning about yourself, your strengths, your areas of improvement and growth, um, your self-worth. That's a big one. Self-worth, yeah, good one. That's a very big one. It's a big one for me. Um, it was knowing when to say no. You know, it was understanding that being nice doesn't necessarily mean that you have to say yes to everything and please everyone. Um, but yeah, self-discovery started with, well, obviously with a lot of opportunities that I've taken and with work and experience it created that, I want to say, um, tough skin. But also, I've done a lot of digging. I've done a lot of reading. Uh, I've done a lot of journaling, meditation, um, that all helped a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, you just have to be true to yourself to understand who you really are. Um, and then also with the people you surround yourself with. That's, I found, I found this being really important. Um, you just pay attention to the people you surround yourself with. Who are you yourself around? That's a really beautiful line. Yeah. Who are you able to be yourself around? 100%. Yeah. Um, and with with all of that, my circle became really small. small. Yeah. And I love my inner circle. They are the people who know me so well. And I am 100% myself with them. And I can call them up anytime to say anything. No filter, no mask, no nothing. Just me. Can you count them on one hand only? Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Is boundaries something that has also entered, like, you know, your vocabulary in terms of, you know, I got to set boundaries for people because maybe not setting them has been one of the reasons for my unhappiness? Yeah, absolutely. People will say they want the best for you all the time. But you really discover who your people are when they, when, when you stop adding value to them. That's when you know who sticks around and who doesn't, right? So again, boundaries. Um, there were so many incidents where I'd, I'd be working with someone or I knew someone and then something goes wrong or that person just exits or doesn't, you know, like this, whatever we had together doesn't work out. You'll find people who actually exit smoothly and stay there and support you. And you really cherish those people. And then there are others who go above and beyond to really talk about you, trying to destroy you 
completely burned that bridge. And then one day expect to come back asking for something or just nothing happened. You set boundaries. I don't have to hurt you, but you don't get, you know, another chance. Right. Um, I've been called too nice for so long and it used to really bother me. Um, And then I understood that there's no such thing as too nice. Yeah, I am nice, but I'm not naive. Right. You, I understand and I can really read and, and, and sense that intention. Right. So if you exit, whether it's smoothly, whether it's not, they're always go- there's always going to be boundaries. Boundaries are very important. You owe it to yourself. This is, this is your time. This is uh, your worth, you know. Yeah. And again, people will take advantage no matter what. You reminded me of uh, what uh, actually one of the best sayings I've gotten on this podcast was from my brother Anas Bukhash. Um, and he said, watch how people treat you when they leave you. Right, 100%. I love it so much. Like I put it on like an Instagram snippet because it's true. Yeah, people will show you their true colors yeah. uh, when they leave you. Absolutely. And um, it just came to mind when you when you were just talking about that. Um, and it's important to, to to put boundaries. I think it's it's good for your mental health. It's good for your well-being. Yeah. Um, being too nice, it's funny you say that because my closest would tell me the same thing. You're too nice, Mo. Um, I, I share whatever you went through with mm-hmm. that. But then where do you draw the line? Like, I don't want to be not nice. Right. But you have to. You can't be too nice or people will just take advantage of you. Right. Uh, so finding that ground in the middle where it's just right. Yes. I think is 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 something that I'm finding challenging right mm-hmm. now. And probably, you, you know, you, you also did. I think I've passed that. Good. Mashallah. Yeah, we need another sit down off off camera on how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm taking notes. Um, is um, positivity? I like if someone doesn't know you upon meeting you. Yeah, mashallah. Like you have a positivity. Like it just it just like it seeps out of you. Your page is all about um, self help. You know, it's 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 how to be better, do better, be positive. Uh, in short, what kind of a relationship do you have with the word positivity and what does it mean to you? Okay. It's a good one, actually, because I get this almost every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah, every day. You're, what do they say to you? Y- you are positive energy. You give us positive energy. You're all about positivity. Every day I hear this. And... Um, the way I see positivity is being positive doesn't mean being happy all the time or being jolly and cheerful all the time. But being positive means that when you reach or when you face a challenge or an obstacle, first, you know that it happened for a reason, even if you don't know the reason. This is how I see things, right? I understand completely that every challenge that I face is happening for a reason. And after I overcome that challenge, I've learned a lesson. Always. No matter what comes my way. It's a very positive approach. Yes. So how I did think, you get how did you get there? Um, again, a lot of reading. Um, 
And um, I got into this once I started, I think the, the, the door to this was basically uh, when I heard, when I, when I understood that you can control your mind, that your mind can be programmed. You control your thoughts. Your thoughts do not control you. I found this being the door to me really exploring what does this mean? How can I change my mindset? And everything changed from there, right? The quality of your thoughts control the quality of your, your life. life. Yeah. A hundred percent. that? I've heard that before. It's yeah. so true. It is so true. We tend to um, create so many scenarios in our head and, and just fall into that loophole of just, you know, what if this happens? This might happen. This person did this because I think that person doesn't like me. And it just keeps going on. It's fear-based scenario planning. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you actually dig into it and like look closer, it, it has no meaning. It has absolutely nothing related to reality. It's just your mind playing games on you. And once I started really, really focusing on what goes on my head, in my head, it just everything changed. And obviously also with um, with the things that I've been through. So methanin, just giving an example. Um, I've been through challenges, let's say three years ago, that I thought this is the end of the world. I would go three days, no, no eating, no sleep. I would be so drained and exhausted, feeling like, what am I going to do? Now I face things that are 10 times worse and I go to bed like a baby, <laughs> you know? Okay, great. Tomorrow's a new day. It's it won't be it, it doesn't rain every day. Eventually the sun the sun's gonna come out. Um I just have to go through this and I'll be I'll learn the lesson so that next time will be better. But that's it, you know, this is life. Otherwise you don't grow. It doesn't make you what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. A hundred percent. You get stronger with every punch you take. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't show that yeah. there's a lot in here that you have gone through. And, and and as we go through this episode, I think people will get to know you a little bit more and what you had to go through. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned about how thoughts and if they control you. I think if thoughts control you, that's when you will first be introduced to anxieties. Right. Right. 100%. Now, I want to go in two directions. The first direction is with regards to the schooling system, is there a subject that you feel should be taught in school that until today with your son and my son, seven, you said five, they're going to be, well, he's in first or second grade now. My son's about to you know, enter elementary school. But they're going to they're go into a system that is similar to the one that we did 20-some-odd yeah. years ago, trying to make us younger. Um, does it bother you that nothing has changed in the last 20 or 30 years, in short, is there a subject that you feel should be touched on as early as seven, eight, nine years old? Absolutely. Two subjects, actually. The first one would be communication. I believe a lot of people lack proper communication. And communication, for me, I believe, makes or breaks any relationship. Communication. Very important. 
a lot of people avoid communication. And a lot of things can be destroyed because of the lack of communication. And the second one, maybe not for seven years old, but um, leadership. Um, leadership is, um, today, the way I see it, is very, unfortunately, correlated to ego. It's very egoistic. Yes. And I believe that leadership is has nothing to do with ego and everything to do with being a human being. So these two are very, very important. Um, I read a book called um, Good to Great. I don't know if you read excellent. it. It's an excellent book. Red one. It's, um, yeah, the red one. Uh, very business oriented, but it. Bottom one, you probably can't see it from where you're sitting, but it's there, it's on my bottom, bottom shelf. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> I do this in my podcast. I'll just do things crazy like this. Get up. Yeah. In the middle of a podcast. Definitely. In and out burger. That's it. Yes. That's the one. Who's it by? Um, Jim Collins. Phenomenal. Excellent book. Books. That's the one Hayo was talking about. Highly recommended. Why some companies make the leap and others don't. I remember last Ramadan I read it. So yeah. this book explains the characteristics of a good leader that can change the dynamic of a company from good to great. <laughs> and those leaders are proper, kind human beings that will not take the credit for themselves only, but will say, we worked on this. We did the effort. We put the effort. Um, that's leadership. All starts from the top. Good one with leadership. Yeah. You know where I thought you were going to go? Where I, what took me to this subject, which is anxieties, mental health, and all that. that that's not taught in schools. No, it's um, not. But I like that you went in a different direction yeah. and and, Equally as important, honestly. Yeah. But maybe the reason why I'm not, um, I didn't say that it should be taught, well, it should be taught in school, mm. that's for sure. But um, I talk to my kids a lot about this. Um, I, like I drop off my kids every morning to school. And uh, I ask them. After your run? Yeah, after my run. And I cherish this time so much because I feel like there's a lot, that's quality time right there. Um, and I ask them, both of them, What's going on in your mind? And sometimes they say, nothing. Like, that's impossible. Nothing. What's going on in your mind? Um, and then my daughter would say, I'm just thinking if I'm going to do well in today's exam. And then I'd be like, well, you need to tell yourself that you studied hard last night or, you know, the day before. Um, and you put in the work and you believe that you're going to do your best. And um, you will do well. So I try to change the way she speaks to herself. I believe no one ever taught us that when we were kids. We take that for granted. Uh, my son got into a phase uh, last summer of nothing is ever entertaining enough. Ever. Right? We're going to this place. No, this place is going to be so boring. I want to go to the other place. 
um, we're planning a play date with Fulan and Fulan. No, I didn't want to see him. I wanted to see that boy. <laughs> and then it hit me where let's be more positive. If you're going to say it's going to be boring, it's going to be boring. If you say it's going to be a good day, it's going to be a good day. And I talk to them about this every single day. On the subject of positivity, um, how did you become involved with the Saudi Surfing Committee, uh, Federation actually? Yeah. Uh, a board member of such. You know, surfing and positivity are very much in sync. It is very, very positive. It's a <laughs> it very is, positive it sport. Is, it is. <laughs> yeah. how, how did that fall in your lap? It's interesting that you say it's very interlinked because last September, uh, we um, we were a part of the the ISA World Surfing Games in California. And um, we had two athletes who participated. It was the first time Saudi participates in, uh, in the surfing games. And um, I remember just being a part. Of, I, I don't surf. I actually tried surfing that uh, trip because it was just too exciting and I loved it. Um, but I was there to support um, our athletes. And I remember just thinking to myself how welcoming the environment was, how welcoming and supportive all of the athletes and part participants were. Um, there was no, I'm sure there was some pressure on our athletes, but there was no intimidation in the sense where you feel like someone is trying to be better than the other. There was yeah. so much support and so much positivity. I loved that. It was great. Um, back to your question, how did I get involved? Um, they actually reached out to me and um, I, it was also one of those opportunities that I felt, yes, of course, you know, anything that I can support, I would love to, right? Um, and just seeing or just being a part of this federation, it's, uh, it's different than any other sport because you feel like, okay, waves, we don't have waves. But I also believe like that this this only shows that we can do anything, you know. We want to do something, we can do it, you know. Um, we put we 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 put our work, our uh, our our mind into something, and we can make it happen. And um, and there's a lot of potential, and a lot of people want to explore. They want to learn. They want to learn something new. They want to get into a new sport, and so it's been great, honestly. On all levels. The three or four people who I know that, that really enjoy surfing, the smile on their face when they talk about it. Yeah. It's like they are really happy when they're on the board and the wave is breaking. Right. It's like pure joy. Yeah. You know? But there's like wave machines. Like it's yes. something that we could incorporate if... Uh, yes, definitely. That's yeah. a part of the plan. Yeah. So wave machines, um, there's uh, a lot of facilities. Mm. It's all in the plan mm. um, so that they can practice the sport here rather than getting their training abroad. Yeah. yeah. In ocean and out of ocean. Yes. There's yeah. Both. What drives you today? What gets you out of bed at 4:45 in the morning? What keeps you going? I want to make a difference. I want to inspire and I want to make a difference. Um I know that it's so much easier to tell people what they should do. But it's so much ins more inspiring when you show them. You show them your journey. You show them that, hey, 
I'm, I'm going through this journey. Just why don't you try it out too? Right. And so, especially in my, in my page and my social media, it was always about lessons learned and things that I've been through. I never claimed that I know it all. Right. So there's, it's just sharing what I've, what I've learned. And maybe, maybe it will inspire one person to become the better version of themselves or reach their full potential. If that happens, I'm happy. And so I, that, that gets me up in the morning and that keeps me going. Just creating, creating a difference. I just want to create a, a positive difference. And that's where the gym comes in. Yeah, that's where it comes in. They're very intertwined. Um, yeah. Your message on a daily and uh, the, the pr- practice, the, the entity that you're behind, the gym that you're behind. Yeah. So you help people on, uh, on a daily. Yeah. And I never, I never thought of that. I always looked at doctors and maybe nurses to some extent as those who help people and I really admire them. But I'm sorry, the gym is a help center as well. Absolutely. Thera- therapy. Therapist. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's therapy. I yeah, know it's. Has anyone ever left the gym angry? I mean, maybe you can you, walk in angry. You can walk in. You angry. can be angry while doing burpees, yes. <laughs> but this I mean, me. afterwards. Oh my God! You know what I noticed with myself? Hmm. The problem that I went into the gym with that looked so big yeah. when I'm done ended up being this small, small, and I solved it in a minute. Yeah. But going in there, it looked like huge issue that how am I going to conquer it yes but I swear to you hey I get answers for my problems when I'm in the gym four times a week yeah problems are solved mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I pray my five not if I pray my five alhamdulillah where I slack is the gym but when I pray my five and I happen to have gym that day it's like I am bulletproof right I am thinking at my clearest. Yes. This is operating on on all cylinders. My my wife, my kids, my mom, like everyone in my life. The chemistry, everything is 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 in sync. Everything you falls know, into place. Everything falls into place. Right. It's so underemphasized the importance of of breaking a sweat on the daily. I think it's 30 minutes a day. You need to just, you know, double your heart rate and and, and you're in good shape. 100%. You know what I'm talking about. You started a gym. I'm preaching to the choir here. 100%. Yes. Um, so the last question might also go into this one. Your number one goal today. I, I want to say, I want to say the same thing that keeps me going to basically create change and difference. Um, I want to keep pushing myself and see where where I can go Hmm. I mean it excites me just to have something to look forward to in terms okay so in terms of movement and just a goal I'm, I'm relating this to to the marathon because it was a goal for a very long time and then I conquered that goal and it was a very, very emotional journey for me. Um, I'm, I'm going to go into detail, Shoya, in this one because I feel like it's it's important. I beg you. <laughs> so, so 
throughout the months where I was training for the marathon, there was a lot going on in terms of challenges, whether it's life, it's with the business. I closed down the first location of my gym. We moved completely to another location. There was so much, um, a lot of decisions that I had to make. It made sense on paper, but it was just too heavy on me. So just dealing with all of that, that was happening throughout the journey of training for the marathon. And I could see myself waking up every day, having that feeling, knowing that I'm dealing with all of this at the, in the rest of my day, but I start with my run. I get it done. I face my day. And I believe that this really helped me with all of the small tasks and all of the challenges throughout my day. The way I, the way I took it, the way I handled it. And just going through that journey towards when I, when, when I reached the time where, خلاص, this is, okay, this is it. This is marathon day. I remember the last two or three kilometers, I was running and tears were coming down. Just, you know, I just felt like I could really relate to everything that's happening in my life, you know? It's a challenge, it's a lot, it's heavy, it's painful. I can feel my knees, I can feel my hip, everything is hurting me. My mind is telling me this is a lot, slow down. But I am picking up the pace and I'm just going because I want to see the finish line. And I just kept going and going and I remember and I, when I reached that finish line, it was a feeling that I can, cannot ex explain, I cannot describe it. I reached there and I felt like through in my head, I was just telling myself that you're there. What's left is nothing. The worst is over. And when I reached there, it was everything. It was, I conquered it. Beastly of you. I'm, this is it. I am, I did it. One of the most proudest moments of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember, I, I, so I had my friends there to support my little circle. I had Lajayda Muhammad with me running. And then I have my two best friends who have been my, my best friends since we were five in KG. And uh, uh, we, we just, uh, you know, we spent some time together. And then I, when I went back to my hotel room and I sat on the bed and I just, what I was sobbing. I was just crying. I felt like maybe this was the first time I cry out of pure joy. But you know, I did it regardless of everything that I was going through, right? Regardless of all of the, the challenges at work, um, the things that were difficult on me, um, the change, everything, everything. There was so much happening, but I was able to conquer my goal. That for me, I proved to myself and you got this. And I set that tone for myself. Afterwards, everything changes. You know, you feel like, you know, okay. What's next? I love that story. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't even, I'm not even ready for the next question. <laughs> <clears throat> I love it because it minimizes any challenges that come to you in the future. Right. I did this. I, yeah, I did this. I can do anything. Yeah. Not just I can do anything. I had a goal and I worked toward the, towards that goal regardless of the challenges you go through. 
Like you hear a lot of people saying, yeah, but it's not a good time. Yeah, but I'm going through this in my life. Yeah, but I'll just get that thing sorted out and then I'll focus. It's never a good time. It's, it's like having kids. It's never ideal. You just do it. When is the perfect and you time? you adjust on the fly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's never, it's never a good time yeah. to start training for a marathon. Who, who, who in their right mind would just <laughs> rather do that than chill on the couch? You know right. what I mean? But you do it and you get better and you track. What gets measured gets managed. You see, oh, I did a mile in this long or a kilometer in this long. Let me try to beat it tomorrow. It's like building a building, right? Yeah. So it's one floor after another. Absolutely. After another. You started with runs with, with a couple of friends doing a couple of kilometers a day. Right. You didn't think that you were going to, you didn't start off thinking I'm going to do a, a marathon in three months from now. Right. But it took you there. It took me there. And um, it's with running, it's really nice because you see your, your, your progress is tangible. You see it. Um, that's the word you 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 um they they call it in running you're building mileage you run a 10k and then the next time you run it it doesn't feel as hard that's all you need to do you just you need to do it once second time is not going to feel the same and that's applicable to almost everything in life right you go through the challenge once and then the next time been there done that right muscle memory yeah absolutely well put never thought of it that way mm. A human behavior that most annoys you? Manipulation. <sighs> is, uh, that, is, is that closely related to narcissism? Yeah, it could be. They live close to each other. Yeah. But I feel like manipulation is really because you're too... Um, well, you're not courageous enough to own it, to own your mistakes to apologize, to say, you know what, I was wrong, you know. Um, so manipulation is when you just do wrong by someone and then blame them for reacting the way they did. And it happens a lot. There are so many people that cannot own up to their mistakes. It's probably also... A defense mechanism as well. They probably don't realize that they are. Obviously, there are, there are the bunch that do. But some that is just their default fail-safe defense mechanism. Yeah. It was your fault that I acted that way. Right. Excuse you. <laughs> right. Manipulation. Right. What a horrific trait. Mm. For those that are doing it on purpose. Yeah. And for those who aren't, then, you know, get, fix that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How comfortable are you, are you with change? Is it something that you welcome? Growing up, I used to hate change. I used to love my comfort zone, love everything that feels and seems familiar. And I didn't deal well with change. But now I see change as something positive. Um, it's wonderful how you can create change. It's wonderful how you, when you have the right tools, you can change. You can change your life. You can change your relationship. You can change your routine. You, you have, when you have the right tools and you have the right keys, yeah, you can. You can create that change. And change can be very, very positive. And on the other hand, when change might seem a little bit tricky or difficult, um, you just look at it as another challenge. It's just another challenge. Do you see the word growth and change synonymous with one another absolutely 
in order to grow and, uh, and evolve, you need to change a lot of stuff. A lot of things have to change in order to grow and evolve. When we spoke on the phone, you said, and I wrote it down because I wanted to bring it up in the episode, I'm going to read it. You said you can change your life, you can change your routine, and you can change your relationships. Yeah. You speak from experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. I changed. I changed a lot of things. Sometimes I actually journaled this once. I said, sometimes I think about myself when I like in my first in my early 20s and I cannot relate to that person. Wow. And um yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of change. Absolutely. Um some comes with experience in life and other change is your own work. You work on yourself. You explore um and it all starts with it. So it's very easy for us to say, I want to change. I want to change my life. I want to change my routine. Everyone says it. Everyone says Every it. Every December 31st. Absolutely. But the thing is, we always look at the bigger picture. We always look at the end result. We always look at the, the big goal. But we really, really, what we really need to be focusing on is that small first step. That's all you need. That's all you need to focus That's on. all you need. Just what that first step. A journey of a thousand miles start, starts with a, with a single step. Yeah. I keep going back to you, you know, pounding the pavement at 5 a.m. on one of those days. And you built yourself in a short period of time to run a marathon. Yeah. And so many other things. Like and so want, many other things. Yeah. yeah. You want to wake up in the morning. You want to wake up at 5 a.m. Okay, great. You can either focus on waking up an hour earlier than the time you wake up. Or you start waking up, you know, set your alarm at 5 a.m. and stick to that. But just that one step. Let's not think about my whole year and how it's going to look like and how my day is so productive and how I'm getting up feeling really energized. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen immediately. It's, it's scientifically proven that to develop a habit, you need to practice that same habit consistently for at least 28 days. And it's not going to feel great every day. Sure. Never. No such thing as overnight success. No. I think the moment you come to terms with that and be a little bit more flexible in your thinking that nothing good comes like this. It doesn't. doesn't. Remember in cake last weekend, what did you say? You answered a question and you really spoke to me. When I asked you, uh, what's the secret to your success in putting Shefit together? You, you said consistency and you didn't limit it. You didn't limit it to, to Shefit. You no. said consistency. Just be consistent in what you do. Just be consistent. And you will just improve the product. Absolutely. Just perfect that one first step until it feels effortless. And then add the other one. And just keep going and be consistent every single day. Whether you feel like it whether you don't, whether you're feeling good, bad, upset, whatever it is, you just have to keep going. Yeah. You have to put in the work and be consistent every single day. It's not that, you know, like there are days where I just really drag myself out of bed and it's normal, but I know that I need to put in the work. I remember I shared the story once on my social media. I, um, 
uh, I was supposed to be joining uh, Lujain and Muhammad for, tri- for, for running. And I misunderstood. I thought we're going on Saturday instead of tomorrow. And, um, and at 5.30 a.m., I hear my phone and it was her calling me, where are you? I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know we were training today. And then at that at that moment, I felt like I have two options. I'm either going to tell her, and you know what, I'm just going to, you know, cancel today. Yeah. yeah and I'm just going to go back to bed. Or I'm going to tell her, you know what, I'll be there in 30 minutes and get myself out of bed and in, in the car. And like, I wow. literally, in five minutes. You did that, huh? And that's what I did. Gee. And I'm so I was so happy. I was like, you know what? I went for option two. Mm. I was there. I was 30 minutes late for my training, but I felt so good. You went. I went. Yeah, you took the harder option that day. Yeah. Yeah. Easy options, hard life. Exactly. Yeah. I learned the hard way. That's okay. That's all right. I was never studious. So I just, you know, pissed my way through school and ended up. You know, my first job, I'm like, I don't like it. My second job, I don't like it. But I was like, I, I reflect a lot. I'm like, but if I worked hard in school, I would have got that job. I would have did that. And mm. it gave meaning to the easy choices, hard life. Hard choices, working hard in school and all that. And your job for the first I know people who have been working for 15 years as long as that I have, and they are retired today. Mm. Hard choices, easy life. Imagine working 15 years to the point where you can retire and just make your money off the investments that work for you. Right. Not that you would, because I feel like you want to be, you want to be working every day. And, and, yeah. and so do I, but to have the option to, to have the option. It's always good to have the option, but I don't know what to do with myself when I don't have anything <laughs> you know, yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm taking the day off. Okay. I know. I know. What do I do? <laughs> what happens sure. now? <laughs> Gotta be on your feet. Gotta be on your feet. Um, but in, I, I just want to say something about choices. Please. Um, so maybe sometimes it's um, there are some what if moments. Maybe what if I did this? I could have gotten that and 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 things like that. But but also you 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 took the, the you 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 took the opportunity to to do to explore different things like the podcast. True, right? You're doing something that you love. It's um, you you explored it. It's doing so well. So I love it now. I mean, I I love it now. But it's the first time I really took a risk. Right. And bet and bet it on myself. Right. Yeah. It it the success of it or any success of it, alhamdulillah, came as a shock to many people who maybe had a question mark over me. Right. As a professional. I relate. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. One hundred percent. Choices. And and I'm sure you you know, you can it's harder for you. It's harder for females like in, in Saudi growing up. Ten years ago, there's no way you can do you know what you're what you're doing today. It's males always had it easy here. Right. And and about time that females are on the same the, the you know, the playing field is is more leveled and it just makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. It's not just about the male and the female, but it's also about the pressure that we know when you're a working mom, are you spending enough time with your kids? Are you balancing life, you know, the way you should? Um, is this taking out of your time that you're supposed to be spending with your kids? There's a lot of that happening. I I, I created a post about this once. I said, Um Amila, working mom, and then equals not. Um Ghir Saliha, not a good mother or it's really about that quality time and it's about and 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 women are multitaskers. Yeah. You know, like just look at motherhood. 
Yeah. I mean, covers everything. You're a nurse. You're a teacher. <laughs> you're a driver sometimes. You're cooking. You know, you're laundry, cooking. You're, like, do, you're doing everything. everything. You have that. We're born to be able to be all of that for our kids. We can multitask. So why come and ask me if you can have a job and be a mother at the same time? Yeah, yeah it comes naturally. Yes, I can. It's almost rude to ask that question. You right. should know better. Look right. at how your mom raised you. <laughs> right. You know, to the to the right. person asking the questions. Right. Um, speaking of kids, um, when you look at your daughter, you look at your son. What comes to mind? If I was to ask you, what kind of example do you want to lead for them or give them? I want to be the person that I would hope they grow, grow up to become. I know that parents are their kids' role models. So I want to show them that. You can tell your kids a lot of things. Because when you show them, it's different, right? It's like a, a hundred times more effective than telling. Yeah. Showing. I want them to see. Um, they watch. Yeah, they watch. Um, I, my daughter had, uh, she was taking part in a talent show in her school. She plays the piano. She's really good at it. Bismillah <laughs> And she, um, she's too hard on herself. Like, am I going to do well? Did I practice enough? Is there going to be a lot of people? And a lot of that. And I tend to always share with her my experiences. So just today, driving down from the beach back home, I remember I was just, I started telling her the story of the marathon. And I just started telling her the story, just like I said it to you in detail. Because I wanted her to, I wanted to take her through the experience. I wanted to tell her and to show her that yeah, I am your mom, and yes, I am an adult, because that's the way these adults, they know everything. Um, but it was scary, and it was a lot, and it was painful, and I didn't know if I was able to do it, but I kept going. And I told her, you know what? It felt great. And then she, she related. She said, yeah, when you do something that's so difficult and then you do it anyways, you feel good. I said, yeah, exactly. So I always want to share my experiences with them. I want to show them. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want them to think that there is perfection. There is no perfection. You know, I am not um, scared to tell them, and know, yeah, well, I think I did a mistake. Or maybe I should have done that. Or next time I'm going to do better. I want to be as real as possible. I want them to see that. And I'm, I, I want to be that better person for them, for them to witness it, to grow into what I want them to become, inshallah. I love that you have the marathon story that you can use as proof. You know, the, the proof is in the pudding. I can tell you so much, but how about I tell you about something that I went through? Right. So you're, 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 you're not just telling someone else's story, you know, you're, I walked the walk. Um, and this is and, and this is what I did. And I think when you tell that story, she's all ears. No, because 100%. mama, my hero, went through this. Yeah, absolutely. She um um <laughs> when I finished the marathon, I called them on FaceTime. I did it. I did it. 
But yeah, I, I'd like to involve them in all of this. Amazing. I want them to see what I do. Um, I want them to be a part of it. They see also like some days when I'm really exhausted and tired after a long day. They see it and they understand. I, I talk to them about it. I feel like it's very important to set that example for kids. Yeah. Transparency and honesty. Yeah. Uh, what makes you feel most alive? Hmm. I really like, I, I feel alive when I'm outdoors. I love being outdoors. What's your favorite outdoors part of the world? There are, there are plenty that I can relate to. Um, there is this, uh, there's a small town that's 20 minutes away from Geneva. It's called Divon, Divon Levin. Um, they have a nice lake, and I used to run there every summer. Uh, and the reason why I like that space, other that place, other than it being outdoors, is there are I've done in 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 those long summers. I I used to read the most, and I remember in one of those summers I read The Power of Now, and that book. It's just, it's incredible. It really changed me a lot. Um, and I was trying to apply what I've learned. And it basically teaches you how to become in the present moment. And I remember I was trying to, you know, implement that. And I was running around the lake. And in that run, I was trying to be very present. And I remember seeing a tree, noticing it for the first time. I've run around that lake so many times, I've never noticed that tree. And it hit me that this was the first run that I did around the lake where I was just 100% there. Present. 100% present. So that, that space is, um, it has a special, special place in my heart because it's just, um, there was a lot of self-reflecting um, I, I really like that. I used to meditate there as well. So it's just, uh, it's one of those places that I really like. Um, Do you, you leave your phone at home? Um, no, but I don't read. I need it. I need it for my music. Should <laughs> <laughs> be on flight mode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I, no, but I, I wouldn't, um, I don't really look into, well, especially when I'm running or. You're just focused on your breathing or your, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went rock climbing once in Scotland. That was really a nice experience. I think it was in back in 2017. Nice. Um, Summertime? Yeah, it was cold though. Um, I, I really enjoyed that, um, that experience. It was beautiful. Um, we did something called the Via Ferrata, where you're basically rock climbing. I think it went for four hours. And then there are two mountains and... Uh, wire between them and you had to walk on the wire you're obviously strapped and there's all yeah the... i was about to ask yeah <laughs> not that crazy <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah it's it just took a lot yeah, to just, just... there's a thrill there yeah yeah um that the, was... the outdoors does things to the, to the yeah. soul it's unreal mm -hmm. honestly mm -hmm. sometimes like when i just had too much city in me if i've been in Jeddah for a few months i drive an hour and a half to a shepherd yeah. Me and my trainer Gareth, and we just you know, do an hour or two hiking there. Mm. 
outdoors disconnected from everything yeah i have to go to the beach every weekend it's crucial i feel like just being outdoors in the water and just walking on the sand it's just it recharges me it's it's important i i'm a i'm a big outdoor person mm. i meditate outdoors i stay outdoors i ran in august outdoors my god <laughs> yeah I, i love being outdoors it just makes it makes me feel alive grounding yeah having yeah, lots of grounding. something i learned recently yeah uh Do you have anything today that you dreamt of when you were young? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Plenty. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I feel so blessed. Yani. By the way, I love this question. Yeah. It makes, it makes that person appreciate what they have. 100%. Alhamdulillah. Really. Um, yani just uh, the love around me, the people around me, my, my, my close inner circle. Um, the people that I've met, I've had wonderful conversations with a lot of people. So thankful for that. Um, my relationship with my kids, alhamdulillah. Like I've always wondered how would it be like? And I'm really happy with that relationship, alhamdulillah. Hmm. Um, What's the secret to a good relationship with your children? I think honesty. Um Not trying to be perfect. Mm. There's no perfection. Not trying to be perfect. Just um, just really open the door for conversation. Talk to them. Talk to your kids. Be involved. Time. Time. Give, Give them, time. them your time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's quality time. That's what they want. You're there and you're fully present. You know, listen to them, talk to them. Don't talk to them like they're kids and they don't understand anything. No. They are smart. Yeah. Yeah, you look at your, and for those who have kids, you, you look at them every day and you just think, what a blessing it is. Of course. Yeah. It really is a gift uh, from God. Yeah. And I want to say, come on. Um, I feel I feel a lot of love around me. I feel I'm so blessed with that. Alhamdulillah. Like just from, even from people that I don't know. You know, I, I feel like this is a very big blessing. Because it's the aura you put out there. Maybe. You get what you put out there in the world. Absolutely. Life is a reflection of 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 what you put out there. 100%. I'm, I believe in this 100%. You do good, good comes, comes back. back. Yeah. You do bad, it comes back. Of course. Sooner or later. Yeah. Anyone that negates that doesn't know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Um, But don't be surprised. You, you clearly give that. So, you know, you're going to receive it. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I mean, I, I still, I, it used to bother me when I hear you're too nice and you're, you know, because I, I just, um, there were times where I know that someone did wrong, did me wrong, right? But I don't, I don't, re, I don't repay it the same way. It's just not me. And I just, it's just not, I you know? know, and I, I, I would, I would get really bothered by people who judge you and know. But why? Why be nice? Just do something about it. No. You know, yes, you you have your boundary. Yes, you will not give them another chance. Yes, you 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 put your foot down. Yes, but you not necessarily have to harm them back. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm I don't look at them as failures. I really, really genuinely do not look at them as failures. I always look at them as lessons. Even your biggest failure. Even my biggest failure. 
very mature of you. Is, is this what you feel or you read somewhere and you decided to incorporate? No. This is you. This is me. This is me. I think I've developed that mindset over the years. Um, it didn't come easy, but I really, really focus on the lesson. It's just, I, it's just what's important. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I have that belief really strongly, strongly deep inside that everything happens for a reason. And Allah wouldn't put you in a situation unless you are capable of handling it. I love the ayah. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, just focus on the lesson. That can get you out of anything in life. Anything and everything. God won't give you more than you can handle. It's it's beautiful. Like that, I need to have that like on like in in my house somewhere. Just yeah. look at it every day. Really, it'll 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 put you at ease, at peace, and and everything. Absolutely. So you probably wouldn't want to change anything about your life if you were born again. Just looking at my questions. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Honestly, no. Um, fears. I'm wrapping up here. I have two more questions for you. You said 11. I have six minutes. All right. No, it's okay. <laughs> Any fear you'd like to You can to go for it. another 15. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Any fear you'd like to conquer? Have you been skydiving? You strike me as someone that would. That, I crazy. would love to. It's on my list. Okay. It's on you my list. Done. I haven't. Wow. I've done the longest zip line in the world, the one in Ras Al Khaimah. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. But I definitely want to skydive. What's a big fear of yours? Uh, the biggest fear? Yeah. Something you've been putting off for. I think while. the biggest fear is. The biggest fear is losing someone I love. Yeah. Have you lost someone? Alhamdulillah. 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 You strike me as someone who. I wanted to say this earlier. I can't put it in now. Shit. Um, Kilimanjaro, the, the the hiking seven summits. Like, have you have you done Kilimanjaro? It's on my list. <laughs> I was say, like, it is definitely on my list. Yeah. We were just talking about this a few days ago, and I remember I was talking to my friend Muna Shahab. She uh, she's done, mashallah. She has, yes. Yeah, she, told me about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I asked her, you know, I want to train for it. She's like, I think you're ready for it. <laughs> And yeah, definitely yeah, on my list. Yeah. I want to. It's do definitely that. for people who haven't skipped leg day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like you, right. a gym owner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Killy is the one to start with, right? Yeah. From all that's what she seven. said. Yeah, yeah, that's what she yeah. said. Wisest thing anyone has ever told you? Hey, yeah. I would say. Someone once told me, "Nothing worth it is easy." You got to fight for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you know that, you know that I will I will reach there. I will get there. But it's not going to be easy. So nothing worth it is easy. Mm. Were you this strong even when you were in your dad's house many years ago? You know, you were the, you were the eldest. He molded you. Did you gain strength from then throughout the last 10, 12 years is, is when you just garnered strength every year. Yeah, no, I don't, I, no, I wasn't, I don't think 
No, no. I wasn't. I wasn't the same. No, and uh, it took a lot of. It took it a it took a lot of time to understand. Honestly, even like even last year, if you would you would have told me you're a very strong person, I would have probably not believed you. And this year, I believe it. You know why? <laughs> Because strength doesn't mean you're not tired. It doesn't mean you're not in pain. It doesn't mean you're not exhausted. It just means that you have the strength to keep going. Yeah, it's about getting hit and then getting up after it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am strong. <laughs> I love that you own it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Own <laughs> I mean, it. Everyone, everyone should. I mean, you you face obstacles, you face challenges, you think you failed. That's okay. But just that overcoming all of this makes you a strong, resilient person. Mm. And you should own it. You know, what is life without all of that? What, if, what is life without goals and challenges to overcome? Unfulfilled life. And I see too many of those around me. And I'm happy people. Right. Yeah. It's just routine. It's just another day. Mm. I have a routine question. Yeah. In the next five years. Where do you see yourself? What do you want to accomplish? What projects do you have that you can give the Mo Show podcast the scoop <laughs> on? <laughs> really, like in, in, in five years from now. I mean, if you look back five years, hey, 2018, that's when women actually started driving. Mm. How much has changed in five years? I mean, right. my goodness. So five years from now, you're talking 27, 28. Um, where do you see yourself or your business what goal do you have for yourself in the next five years okay i definitely want to grow she fit um it's uh there's a, a lot of potential in this place uh the business had taught me a lot a lot about people come on we didn't touch base on that <laughs> managing people yeah managing people touch I mean, on it now so This business is a very highly interactive business. You talk to people all the time. You meet many different faces every day, many different characters. And so maybe what I've really learned about running SheFit and managing is um, you'll meet many different characters and you need to learn how to address those different characters based on their characteristics. Mm -hmm based on the, the way they perceive things. You need to understand the person in front of you. Uh, this is a big one. Um, another thing is, it's also very refreshing to see on a daily basis, people trying to reach their full potential, walking in, giving it their best and leaving and coming back the next day and leaving. And it's just refreshing to see. Now, it's nice to see your, your progress, but it's also really nice to see other people's progress. Yeah. Yeah, and be a part, even if just 1% of their journey. It's very fulfilling. Yeah, it's very fulfilling. Yeah. That's why you do it, by the way. Absolutely. And it also teaches you a lot about people who were with you, working with you on a daily basis, you doing them good. And then when they leave, the way they leave, I know we, we've spoken about this, but the way they leave is very important, you know? 
some people leave and you're just you're you don't you no longer work together because you're still friends you know you're still friends um they ask you for advice and it's it's beautiful you know and then other people leave and they try to do whatever it takes to just harm and and talk badly about you and but that place gave you so much right um and that just says a lot about that person it says a lot about their maturity right and a lot of people really take this for granted but really you do good it comes back you do bad it comes back it really does if more people acknowledge that honestly the world would be a better place yeah yeah the world yeah. needs the world needs a lot of kindness and love I so slacking yeah It's a, it's it's a it's a me first world right now. Yeah. It's uh, what what will you do for me or what will this do for me? Yeah. Unfortunately, there's also a lot of entitlement hmm? today. Um, there's a lot of. God, yeah. I want the easy way out. Um, I ask um, my team uh, this question every time we sit on a one to one and in my team meetings. I sit with my every individual on my team in a one-to-one meeting every six weeks to get to know the person rather than just uh, what are you doing? How's your schedule? Blah, blah. And I ask them, what's your goal? And that tells you a lot about the people that you're working with and a lot of you, you get to know your team better. by. And then you ask again, what have you done? Because I have it. <laughs> All written down, mm-hmm. yeah. Have you have you achieved that? Someone would tell you, I'm going to start reading more. Someone's going to tell you, I'm going to start moving more. Someone's going to tell you, I'm going to start lifting heavier, whatever it is, right? It's not about the goal. It's about the discipline and the mindset. Where are you going to grow yourself? Where are you going to take yourself? Are you going to evolve or not? Are you going to stay in the same place? Um, so yeah, that's important. So going back to the question about where... Do I see myself in five years? I would really like to grow um, Shefit and create more space for women to move and um, and create more awareness towards how you can change your life and be a better, um, uh, reach your full potential, be a better version of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. really important. You just really need to, you need the tools and you you can do it. It's not impossible. Um. The facilities are there. I mean, yeah, you, you see what's in place with Sports for All, Ministry of Sports. Absolutely, what they're doing is incredible. It's yeah. just, yeah, like paddle courts, for example, they've taken the town by storm. The yeah. region, they're everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one just around the corner from my house. Yeah, it's like no excuse, you know. No excuse. Get you out can, there. Yeah, everything. You know, it helps. You have, you have the space. You have the initiatives. You can, you can start. I mean, yeah. it's so much easier now. Um, but yeah, in a sense, I would love to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Create more change, more impact. I want to talk more to people. This is one thing that I've always wanted to do. Um, I've done it a few times. Then it, then nothing happens. I go again into it, you know, this. But I would love to talk more. I have a solution for you. Yeah. Start a podcast. <laughs> I am on one right now. Yeah. Let this be the spark. 
even if it's a podcast where because I see how you're so comfortable in front of the camera, you should consider doing something where even if it's just you, by the way, there are many podcasts out there where it's just the person right. speaking into the mic right. without a guest, right. which is easier, by the way, Right. I think, um, where you just send your message out there. Yeah. And it's like Instagram 2.0. Right. Because then you're on YouTube, you're on Spotify, Apple, and Rami, Google, it's endless. Yeah. Something you should consider. And if you do consider, I'll give you all the tricks of the trade. But yeah. I I think I, I see you flourishing there. I also have one last uh, goal. Not last, yeah. but one more goal that I didn't mention. <laughs> I want to write a book. I see that too. Yeah. One like this. You mask your whatever's inside you. You mask it very well. I sensed you have a smile on your face, but... Behind that smile, there is a lot of hardships that you had to endure. This is my gut feeling, all right? I think you would have a lot of meaningful things to say if you were to a, write a book or start a podcast that will help the next your, your, your children's generation. Right. So I say yes to all. I left out a question. I didn't even put it in the notes, but I just remembered it now. Sure. When I said yes to all. I really think you should do both. Okay. What have you, in the last year or so, been better at saying no to? Mm. Oh. It's a good one, huh? Oh, very good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that question. I really cherish and respect my time. 5 a.m. club. Yeah. My time is so important. It's not just the morning. Not right? just like the morning. You, yeah, just where it's... Yeah. No, no, no. Your space. Yeah. I don't like to waste time um, and I really cherish my time and I've learned to say no to many things that I believe are just not serving me well. Good. Yeah, I want to put it this way, just not serving me well. Um, a lot of people don't want to miss out. They just, they want to be everywhere. They want to do everything. I'm, I, alhamdulillah, know how to prioritize and um, whatever is not serving me well or not adding to my energy or does not match my values, I can just easily turn well it down. Said. Well said. Social media is a double-edged sword. Absolutely. You can really learn so much from it. At the same time, it can be, it can, you know, give you that FOMO uh, vibe. Where, 100%. Oh, I gotta be here, I gotta go there, I gotta be there. Yeah. I'm well. a victim of that, by the way. I'm like, what? These guys got together, they didn't tell me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh God. I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> really? No, you really are an introvert. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I wasn't joking. <laughs> Call my friend. I'm like, what? You know, you guys got together. Sorry, but we thought you were shooting an episode. I wasn't shooting. <laughs> I can come after. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to be considered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the biggest waste of time, though? But, I mean, is it a waste of time, social media? Because you can benefit from it. It's Okay gonna budget your time that's what you're gonna say aren't you <laughs> budgeting your time on social media well yeah you can do that <clears throat> but i really believe you can learn so much from social media right it depends on your content yep. and you know what's really funny that if you look at so let's say if you look at my feed <laughs> you'll see a lot of self-growth content and a lot of running yep. and then you look at someone else's feed and you can find i, I mean i don't want to make any content seem irrelevant, but... Like how to eat a Big Mac in one bite. Nothing. Yep. 
was thinking of what's Let's the most opposite thing of you. Right. <laughs> yes, detrimental uh, against, you know, self-healing and health and all that. It's all out there. Yeah. Yes. So it really, it is again, um, it's how you use it, what you make of it, what you're looking at. Um, I find it very interesting that a lot of content creators don't um, don't take in consideration that um, a lot of teenagers are on social media and a lot of the young generation is, uh, is exposed to that sort of content. So I always feel like it's very important to if there is a lot of things that are that shouldn't be there, I want to create stuff that is important, you know? To offset. That. To offset yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Bravo. Bravo. I think social media needs more pages and messages like yours. That's that's where you really benefit from. Not the Big Mac thing. Um, as impressive as that could be. <laughs> but meaningful conversation. I mean, look, it's like... It's like anything. I mean, if you watch a movie, you can watch a horror movie that's just going to give you nightmares, or you can, you know, watch a documentary that you can learn from, or a comedy to make you laugh. Yeah. So it's choosing your content selectively, absolutely, and not over overdoing it. Discipline also comes. Uh, yeah, comes in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I I speak about all of these things. I create all of that content. Sometimes, sometimes. I get comments where it's a bit more it's it's bit it's a bit more on the defensive side. Mm -hmm. But I understand. Like before I would be oh this is a negative comment, but now I understand how they're perceiving this uh, information, how it can be heavy, how it how how one person can be defensive because that person might be just in a in a bad place or just not there yet or just feels like change is impossible so i get that um benefit of the doubt yeah it's very yeah. very again mature wherewithal it's it's outside of the box thinking so they might be having a bad day cut them some slack you read comments i do negative uh attacking or you know you said defensive but how about I can remember, I know the word in Arabic, but not in English, shatim, uh, mm. <laughs> uh, insulting messages. Yes. <laughs> do, you, you, um, do you respond? No, alhamdulillah, I don't get um, <laughs> insulting messages, to be very honest. Thank God. Alhamdulillah. Um, sometimes they're negative, just yeah. okay. Um, alhamdulillah, I do not get um, affected by that negativity. Um, I remember very well uh, an incident that happened a long time ago, maybe 2015 or 2014, maybe. Um, maybe 2016, anyways, around that time, mm -hmm. um, where I went and I gave a talk. It was my first time giving a talk on a stage. And it was for uh, students, uh, uni university students on their first day joining, beginning of the semester. And I was so prepared for it and so excited. And when I gave the talk, I took a picture with the certificate that they gave me and I posted it. And I remember a lot of comments were so positive and encouraging. And then one comment 
was, and I still remember this comment. Um, and like, if I read it now, I'd be like, no, okay. <laughs> But I remember that it, the, the comment was, what is it that you've done? You've done one squat. <laughs> and I remember, I, I remember I did not, I did not have to reply because of the amount of replies that she got from other followers. And I, I remember I was like, wow. I remember I had to privately message her and tell her, you know, just it's okay. I understand. And I'm sorry about the things that they were saying because they were attacking her. Oh, wow. You stood with her. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want that sort of negativity yeah. on, on there. Um, they had your back, though. They had my back. That's very, that's, that's really cool of you to have messaged her and said, Listen, ignore the people. Yeah, listen, I'm... It wasn't just one squat. It wasn't. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm really big on um, confrontation. Comfortable? It's my weakness. Yeah. It was never my strength. <laughs> mm. But I've learned this through many, many, many incidents where I feel like, okay, I'm just going to call that person. Khalas. It's a strength, big one, maybe superpower. I, there, I got really tired of the back and forth, back and forth, assuming. She's assuming, I'm assuming, she's assuming, I'm assuming, and no one's getting anywhere, and we're assuming the worst. And this can be fixed by, uh, listen, or maybe, or please kill me and tell me I'm going to talk about this over text. Because when you talk about things over text, it can be interpreted with your voice with your tone of voice, the one that's in your head based on all of your expectations, that's how you're reading that person's text. Yeah. And it could Most be... Most often, it, it is interpreted in a negative way. Absolutely. And it could be very out of context yes. there. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we're either going to talk about it over the phone or, hey, I want to see you for five minutes. Let's talk about this. And I do that a lot these days. A lot in many, many uncomfortable situations. Improved your life. Dramatically. Yeah. At least at the end of the day, I put my head on the pillow and I sleep peacefully. Yeah. I don't want to think, what if maybe that person did this intentionally, they wanted to hurt me. No. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time and a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah truly. To yeah. confront. Yeah. Just pick up the phone. And squash it, just like get to the end of it. Yeah. God, that's one of the, my biggest things I'm working on right now. Good. Mm. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I've been accused of being, again, too nice. You like being liked. Mm. Uh, you, yeah, I'd let something just linger as opposed to grabbing it by the, by the neck and dealing with it head on. Mm-hmm. Can learn a lot from you with with how you approach those things and just hearing how you talk about it how you know you sleep soundly knowing that it's done in the beginning it wasn't easy for you and now it's just probably second nature it's very difficult at the beginning it was very i would i would go in circles and then at the end get to the point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just um you get better you do you get better consistency consistency a memory from your childhood, Heya, that stuck with you the most until today. Is there, is there one that jumps off the page? Yes, <laughs> there is actually. 
there's one random memory that I don't know why I think about a lot. And probably my father doesn't even remember it. <laughs> so I remember being in the car with my parents and my sister. I think my brother wasn't born yet at the time. And I remember my sister asking me, you know, we, we were little and we were, we were kids. I remember she asked me, if you were to have anything you want right now, one wish, anything you want, what would it be? And I said, I have everything I want. Were you like 10? I was young. Maybe, maybe 10, maybe less. Maybe younger. Okay. And I remember my dad reaching out to the back. And I put my chin on his hand. And he said, What does that mean? It means, what's when you're content okay. with everything you have, that's like a treasure. That you can describe. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know why this memory stuck all these years. I have no idea why. But I feel like because maybe genuinely that was my answer and his reaction was so, it was a proud moment. I, I, I have no, I, I'm sure there's so many memories and my mom, Akida, I have come on so many memories with my mom. My mom's my best friend, so. We have a lot of memories together, mm -hmm. but that specific memory, I think about it a lot. You can't choose what your favorite childhood memory is. It's, all, no. it's almost like it chooses you. Yeah. And that wasn't like a present or this birthday or this trip. It was a sentence. It was a sentence. It was a sentence. <laughs> That's chills worthy. Al qana'a kans la yusaf. La yafna. So like, you, you, it's like a treasure. It's 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 an it's a well-known quote, but it's basically the treasure that will never finish. Yeah, or something like that. Um, but he was referring to you. He was for him. No, he was referring to me being content mm. with everything. Like when you have that sense of contentment, when you feel like you're content with everything, you feel like you have a treasure. Yeah. That will never finish. Yeah. You just yeah. have it there. You know, you're not seeking for anything else. You just have everything you want. Yeah. That's that's happiness. And that's that's why counting your blessings is very important. It is very important. Yeah. That's why I asked you the question of yeah. what do you you know, what do you have today that you wish you had when you were young? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hear myself sometimes saying this and sometimes I I'm just like I, 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 I say it and then in my head, I'm like, Alhamdulillah, you know, this is what I, what I feel. Because sometimes I'd hear people or close friends or family um, complain about something and know, oh, I, just, uh, I just hate this job or I don't like this or I can't believe I'm doing the same thing or I really want to do. They just complain and, I, and, and sometimes my reaction just immediately would be like, Alhamdulillah that we're breathing. Yeah. How about that? Just that. Just another day, another opportunity. You're breathing, you're healthy, you have another day to live, you can, you can, you just have another opportunity to do whatever you want. 
That's so a blessing. It, it's it's a it's a lot more than what for many people who are no longer living can ask for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, like I think about that a lot. Like those who have passed, if they had one more day on Earth. Yeah. So I think that can change your perspective on how you'd approach a bad day. Absolutely. 100%. Or react to a bad day. 100%. People who are gone, like what they would do for one more day on earth. Yes. Um, can really rewire your way of thinking next time you have a bad day. Yeah. I remember, when was it? It was pre-COVID for sure. I think um, maybe, I don't know, uh, four, four years ago maybe. Um, I felt really ill one day. I just, uh, when I first started the, the restaurant business, when I first started the restaurant concept, I remember we were going to site and I had a few things piled up every day and I was so distracted and busy. And then I was training at night and I, I had a fever. And then the next day I felt really ill. And then around the third day, I know I wasn't feeling ill, but I wasn't feeling well, but I just kept going. And then one day I felt really ill and I was on, on the couch and then I wanted to stand up and I couldn't feel my legs. And I was like, no, this is, I, I need, I need to go to the hospital now. And at the time I, I went, they ran tests, so many tests so many they just and then it became so alarming to me because i felt like nobody knew what was happening they took uh, tests for many different viruses at the time and i was just really surprised in what's going on um and then it was um um it turned out to be hamadunak what is it called in english should i google it yeah <laughs> It's the beauty of not, um, not live. Wait, I have the name. Okay, one more time. Hum. Hamma. Okay. Oh. It's um. The na. What? Dengue fever? Dengue fever. Dengue fever. Never right. heard of that. Yeah. What? So it, it turned out to be dengue fever. Okay. It's it you it's basically a virus that you get from a mosquito bite. Yes. A lot of those here. Mm-hmm. I got it here. But regardless of what it was, just the process of getting ill and going to the hospital and being hospitalized for 10 days. And then it was just painful. So the symptoms were basically feeling muscle and bone aches everywhere. So just going from one side to the other in the bed was just so, so exhausting, you know? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It was, يعني, I, I recovered well from it, but some people, they get to a point where they actually need to be on a wheelchair because of it no way um and wow. so again going back to counting your blessings you feel like when you go through something like this you really feel like oh, mm -hmm. i had a normal day you know um i was healthy moving breathing eating 
that is a blessing. We shouldn't take this for granted. At all. Uh, the saying, a sick person wants one thing comes to mind. You know, a healthy person wants a million things. Yeah. A sick person wants one Just, thing. Yeah. And that one thing is the most important thing when it comes down to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought this episode was going to be something that would be of value and interest to the females specifically. Mm. But no, this has been valuable to everyone. And maybe me on top of that list, I'm like taking notes here. Wallahi, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for, for opening me. up and, and sharing, um, making it real and raw and not caring of, you know, like how you might appear or like you just, there were so many instances when. You could have said something that would make you look good, but you didn't because that's not who you are. And I got a chance to see what you are and you're real and you're refreshing. And I wish there were more people like you out there. Thank you. Well, it means a lot. Because Thank you so I think much. we lack realism in the world right now. We do. Yeah. And it's, there, was, there is nothing wrong with that. It's part of your journey. It's a part of who you are. Truly. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All the best with everything going forward, yeah? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Aya. Thanks.